Welcome to the Strategic Boardroom, Insights from Thought Leaders, where we speak to experts in organizational leadership, human capital management, and business strategy. We hope you enjoy this episode brought to you by Bullseye Engagement, a leading provider of cloud-based employee development and strategic business software solutions. Today's episode is an excerpt from a recent webinar we hosted with Career Partners International Austin on strategic workforce planning. You'll hear from Raquel Fura, Bullseye's Chief Customer Success Officer, on how to effectively undergo strategic workforce planning. If you're interested in hearing longer versions of talks like these, be sure to attend our live webinars, which are hosted once a month. You can go to bullseyeengagement.com and click on events and webinars up at the top of the screen to sign up for future events. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. According to SHRM, workforce planning is the process an organization uses to analyze its workforce and determine the steps it must take to prepare for future staffing needs. Strategic workforce planning is workforce planning that's aligned to the organization's overall business objectives and the long-term vision. From here, why don't we go ahead and move forward into some more of the details of workforce planning. So... I'm going to go ahead and draw upon a little bit of Raquel's expertise here. So can you shed a little bit of light on how you can actually configure your talent pipeline so that your production and services don't miss a beat due to things like sudden turnover, growth, and vacancies? Sure, absolutely. Um, So I'm not surprised by the results that that, uh, were displayed. You know, workforce planning, it can be quite it can be quite daunting to figure out how do you start it, how do you implement it, and then also how do you get the buy-in from your leadership team. It can also be fun. Uh, And so typically, you know, HR, we have so much on our plate and we have so many different competing priorities. And so, you know, when someone has this magical idea within the organization to do workforce planning, it's like in theory, it sounds great, but how do we actually execute it? And so just a couple of things that I just want to share from, you know, my previous experience in HR prior to joining Bullseye. And what I would, I would start with the big picture and, you know, develop a comprehensive plan on where the gaps are between the current competencies that you have and the workforce that currently possesses the existing competencies and the future competencies. You know, by making a strategic workforce plan, it allows you and your leaders to make decisions on how to best structure your organization and also deploy the work, uh, your workplace. And so right now, you know, we're in a real neat position um, in respect to some companies are returning back to work. Some companies are going to continue to stay remote. Some are kind of doing a hybrid approach. And so how you look at your workforce, it's going to be different depending on what your scenario is and then what competencies that you're looking for, especially if you used to work in the office and now you're looking to be remote, those competencies are going to be a bit different on, you know, what what the DNA of that person is going to look like for that position. And so what I would honestly recommend doing is start with the most critical need that you have, right? If, if you're new to workforce planning and you're looking to get this bought off on by your leadership team, 
what's the most critical thing that, that you have? So just for a few examples, Fortune 500 company that I work for um, in past life, we had a heavy amount of folks that were in that retirement age space, right? So they were within, you know, now to three or four years from retirement. And the company really struggled with, first of all, who is in that space? Who's about to retire? What are their skills and competencies that they need uh, to backfill that position? And then how are we going to get the, how are we going to backfill the position? So, you know, of course, y'all all have heard the build, borrow, and buy, but it really does help, especially whenever you're looking at, you know, someone who has been with the organization, you know, for their entire career, they've got so much tribal knowledge that how do we share that? How do you share that and implement that with either someone that's outside the company that you're going to have to hire and it'll be a transition period? Or are we going to grow someone internally, right, to be part of that position and have that knowledge transfer? And so that would really be, you know, the key areas of how I would uh, tackle that. Another thing, again, is just, you know, identifying, you know, you know, overcoming the internal and external barriers, right, to accomplish these strategies. And so, for example, sometimes it's it's about socializing these plans with with your internal leadership, right? So you may have the C-level that's on board with workforce planning, but then when you're conducting, uh, you know, these gaps with your business leaders for a particular division or unit or group, it's really getting them to think about Okay, retirement, that could be a little easy to, you know, figure out, right? Because it could be based on someone's age or based on the tenure with the company. But whenever you get to growth, you know, like we're building a new plant or we're going to have this new location and we're projecting, you know, 10%, you know, 20%, whatever growth that that looks like, what type of skills, competencies, positions are you really going to be looking for? And it's getting those leaders to, to look at it from that lens. Of course, you've got tools, I'm sure, with your HRS system that can give you turnover, right? So you can kind of see what that turnover looks like and plan according to that. But, you know, those are just some of the areas that, you know, I would share with, with this group just from my past life. Thank you, Raquel. What are some strategies to manage through uncertainty and prevent some of this expenseful, expensive, painful damage from talent shortages or resource reduction? Sure, exactly. So first of all, I mean, it's estimated that businesses who deploy workforce planning strategies are 66% more likely than their counterparts or competitors, right, to successfully boost their performance of their human resources without increasing existing headcount. And that can be huge for organizations. You know, it offers greater productivity without the cost. And so really kind of knowing what your workforce looks like, kind of, I call it the DNA, right? So what is the DNA of your workforce? And knowing, you know, who we can develop, who we can grow, or who we can put in the stretch, I call it stretch goals or stretch positions, right? To kind of get that person who you see is that new up and comer that could fill in another space within your workforce. Now, I found this a little fascinating because it says the average time to fill an open position is 42 days. And so I started my career actually in recruitment and 
went into other roles within human resources. I have to tell you, if we filled a technical critical position in 42 days, we were all quite happy. Most of the time, it's a lot longer just depending on the position, right? Or it could be shorter depending on the position and how easy that it is. But regardless of the time to fill, you've got your leadership team that has these open positions and you're in HR, whether you're in the recruitment space or in an HR leadership role, you're still being held accountable for how long it takes to fill your key critical positions. So why not look at your existing workforce on who you can grow and build to backfill these key and critical positions? Not every position, but especially for the key and critical positions. One, this will help the organization with one, you know, understand the organization and not having such a high upturn with, you know, learning the company, but also you're going to have an employee who you'll be able to retain and continue to grow long-term. And I know you're all seasoned HR professionals, so that's something that you already know, but it's just really putting it into practice, right? You know, another thing would be a lot of times our hiring managers are focused getting more out of the existing employees. So this is good and this is bad. And sometimes that can have a, a negative impact with your existing workforce because you're stretching them so thin that they become overwhelmed with the jobs at hand while you're looking to backfill those positions. So that's just something to kind of keep in mind and, you know, have conversations with your hiring leaders, right? This happened to me many times in, in my past life. Maybe it never happened to anybody else, or maybe it has, but a lot of times our managers hold out for the best candidate. And so you have your job description and your manager wants 100% of 100% from a candidate, right? Which we all know that that's not realistic. And so sometimes having those conversations with those managers on, you know, what I call the 80-20 rule, right? You're probably going to find someone with 80% of that experience, you know, and then the other 20%, you know, we'll train them or that's something that we can overcome as an objective. So really looking at, you know, your overall workforce plan Attacking it from, you know, what your current resources are and how you can continue to build and grow that internally. That's honestly the best recommendation that, you know, that I can give. Um, and again, there, there will be circumstances where you do have to hire externally, but the more you can grow and build that talent internally, the better for the organization and for the employee. But it all starts with having that game plan and the game plan starts with workforce planning. And I will leave it at that. Awesome. Good insights there. What I found really useful is when you're assessing that talent pipeline and need. So that's that's step one. And that's kind of like your framework, right? Um, partner, you know, I found it very beneficial to partner up with HR, the HR uh, consultants or business partners in the different verticals that they were responsible for and different key leaders as we were the key highly, uh, high level leaders, you know, to really find out if there was anyone internal where you could build, right? And if there's not an internal candidate, the employee that you could build that talent, then you're going to know, okay, are we going to borrow? And borrow means you're going to either uh, hire someone as a consultant or they're going to be a temp or attempt to hire. And by means, you know, uh, recruiting externally because you don't have anyone in-house that you can build uh, and grow into that particular positions. Another, and then once you have all of that, then you can kind of estimate some of the financial and then knowing what 
the financial need is whenever you're creating these strategies can be absolutely paramount when you're talking with your business leaders. And, you know, in HR, having good data and good valid data is just paramount and will actually be able to give you, you know, a high level of credibility whenever you're talking to these leaders. So hopefully that sheds a little more inside of the different steps and phases on, you know, possibly how to execute that from a higher level. Good insights. Thank you so much. And now moving forward to talk a little bit about how technology can help streamline this entire process. So I don't know, first, maybe we can start out by if Raquel, you could give us a little bit of insight as to how strategic workforce planning can be difficult when you don't have the data or the technology to pull all this into place. Sure. Thanks, Kayleen. And yeah, so before Kayleen gets into just kind of giving you an overview of some of the technology aspects, I don't know about, you know, the, the audience here, but whenever I was doing workforce planning, it was on Excel. It was on Excel. <laughs> it was on a whiteboard, a notepad, maybe Visio if I was lucky or PowerPoint. And so it was a bit painful to one, have real-time data and to also be able to do the what if scenarios and kind of shift things around in a, you know, in a pinch, you know, whenever you've got your leadership team asking you what workforce planning is for this particular group and what the financials are associated with it, et cetera. It was really challenging to be able to turn that around quickly because again, when you're in HR, you're not just working on workforce planning. You have so many other competing priorities. You're juggling many hats. You're working in all types of different systems. And so to have to do this on Excel or Visio and make quick changes for a meeting that's, you know, what, in an hour or 20 minutes, it can be quite daunting and quite challenging. And so there is nothing better than HR being empowered and having real-time data at your fingertips to be able to be that strategic partner with your leader. And again, that will just add more credibility and HR will have a seat at the table, right? So you're going to be sitting, having a seat at the table with your leadership and having real solid information that you'll be able to share with them. And so with that, Kayleen, I'll turn it back to you. Yeah, thank you for that. And I think this kind of wraps up our presentation today. Absolutely. All right. So I think to close things out, Phil, you have a few words for us. Boy, this has been fun and went way too fast. <laughs> I just want to take a second and thank everyone for your uh, attendance today. I think and I hope what we've learned this morning is that implementing a workforce planning process can be pretty challenging, number one. But by uh, implementing one, and, and certainly it's a, you know, any sort of strategic workforce planning model and process is a very systematic, kind of fully integrated sort of organizational process that involves, as we've talked about, proactively planning ahead to avoid uh, talent surpluses and shortages. But when the workforce planning process is supported by, as Kayleen has talked about, is supported by the technology that can help streamline talent management processes and provides not only a what I'll call a real world snapshot of your existing workforce, but also a really good way of 
planning wherever you're headed in the future. And you've then, I think at that point, you've really laid a solid foundation to help your company adapt to whatever the workforce challenges that are going to come your way. So thank you so much to Bullseye for partnering with CPI Austin on this. I thought it was extremely informative. So again, thank you guys so much for taking the time out of your busy schedules. We know you could have been anywhere this morning, but thank you for hanging with us. Uh, hopefully you learned something about strategic workforce planning and the technology that supports that. Kayleen, uh, Raquel, thank you so very much. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Phil. Great partnering with you.